Hello, welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at You People. Directed by Kenya Barris, You People is the romantic comedy film co-written by Kenya Barris and Jonah Hill. The movie is out now on Netflix, but if you haven't seen You People yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our review. We will be talking spoilers. The film features an ensemble cast that includes Jonah Hill, Lauren London, David Coveney, Neil Ling, Julia Lewis-Drivers and Eddie Murphy. Jason, you have the plot. A new couple and their families find themselves examining modern love and family dynamics amidst clashing cultures, societal expectations, and generational differences. So this film is the directorial debut of Kenya Barris. He is best known as the creator of Blackish, the ABC sitcom. He has done films. He's written films. Recently, he did Coming to America. Of course, he worked with Eddie Murphy on that movie. And he's also the writer on the remake of White Men Can't Jump. There yeah. you go. Mm. I was curious. I was like, what, what else has he done? Because just seeing him, I thought, wow, he does look familiar. Um, he does have a small part in the film. He's the man who sits down next to Ezra on the flight to Vegas in the movie. So there ah. you go. He's in the film. Uh, this film, <laughs> when it was announced, I'm like, Eddie Murphy? Absolutely. I want to see this movie. The last film Eddie Murphy did on Netflix was Dolmite Is My Name. And that was pretty... That was pretty all right. That was. I liked that a lot. Yeah. I really liked that film, and I thought it was great for Eddie Murphy because he was playing a real person who acted a lot like how Eddie Murphy acted in that film, but not in a way that Eddie Murphy had acted in recent films. If you follow, yeah. So it wasn't so him he... doing his normal comedy shtick. It was. But it allowed him to do something a lot closer to what he used to do to what he has done in recent times. So, yeah. So for that, I really enjoyed seeing Eddie Murphy being that personality again in Dolmite is my name. But, But you know what? Going into this movie, like on the grounds of knowing very little, just that, look, we know we've got Jonah Hill. He can bring some laughs. Sometimes cool. Eddie Murphy's in it. Okay, cool, cool, cool romantic comedy um you know i'd like look who's coming to dinner kind of angle at least that's what i'm getting all right sign me up this sounds pretty good the the title of the film you people you know it is sort of like that that thing like what do you mean like what do you mean you people you know it's that you know okay so we're going to get some social commentary some like you know some awkward you know like racial clashes some different cultures Let's see what this movie has. Watching this movie, like even from the very start, I've got to say, I've never felt so like pulled in different directions of how I felt about a movie before. Like this was my journey as I was watching it. It was like I found some moments of it funny, 
endearing not laugh out loud funny but i was like okay i can see what they're doing here they're, there's there's a bit of comedy things are happening but then it was like oh they're tugging me in like these almost very serious kind of awkward moments that there's they're trying to say something but are they being a little bit too heavy-handed with it and i just felt as really indifferent as i was watching it just kept tugging me in different directions and that's sort of where I wanted to start in talking about this movie about yeah. how just how just weird it made me feel. I guess. But even it. like, how did you, yeah, how did you no, but similar similar experience with you. But it's like, so yeah, the, the social commentary that the the different families and their just approach to life in general. I mean, it's very very different. You got a character in Ezra who is very much interested in certain aspects of music pop culture and all of that and like us he he has a podcast what a loser (laughs) but it is like (laughs) what i get it because i've seen versions of it in different you know films and tv shows but it definitely it feels like a very american story like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not necessarily, you know, something that I I experienced. So I did feel like I was outside looking in, but then even looking at Ezra as a character, like his approach to fashion and appearances and all of that, that's not me either. So it's kind of like really <laughs> looking at this different world, like he was wearing a particular piece, a uh, bit of footwear, and he took them off because he didn't want to crease them. I'm like, okay. That's like, that's not me. No, well, well, that's it. As in terms of like having characters that you can sort of relate to, um, I, I did find it kind of almost jarring in a way to be like, okay, look, I'm not really, I'm not a part of this world or that world. And usually when, especially when you have family dynamics, there's often, you know, sometimes when there are different cultures that we're looking at, Sometimes family is family. And look, there are elements within both frames where you can sign up, okay, I can see how that can be relatable to someone of a different culture and stuff like that. But it was just like watching, I just felt, I think because of Jonah Hill's character, he does have like this kind of out there, you know, like the hip hop kind of culture with the fashion and the sneakers and the slides and whatever else. And he's, it's like, all right, like not really my style, but I can, yeah, I could kind of get behind that character. And then, it definitely seems like a different world. And then when you start bringing in the sort of the clashes of, you know, like di- the different characters from the, the families within their own cultures, how they start clashing and interacting, like watching this movie with my wife, even like we were talking about it, we're like, do these kind of conversations and the way that each character is kind of like responding to another one and kind of elevating the, the conflict, does that happen? And we had to kind of have this conversation. I feel like because we're not really exposed to that, where we're, you know, in the world we live, and and this isn't to say that racism doesn't exist, and bigoted people and people with these narrow-minded tunnel vision opinions don't exist, but it just seems so distant to our environment. And maybe that's different, like you said, in an American setting, in certain parts of the world or the country that maybe this movie does work on a different level for certain a certain audience. But maybe. I, I mean, found it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, for us, so I guess we're on the same page then. For us, it seems heightened. We live a pretty peaceful, happy life. 
He seems was it heightened for us, but was it in the US, the... it could yeah. be like, what's your documentary? Who knows? Really well, which is scary, <laughs> which is scary and sad. Like, but like, was a lot of the stuff that was happening, you know, like I draw comparisons again, like sort of, like I said, like, look who's coming to dinner, but things like meet the parents where it's like, you know, guess, like who, guess who's coming to dinner. I, I'm, I'm going to pull you up. You can't say it twice. Oh, is it guess? Incorrectly. Is it guess? Oh, it's ridiculous. guess who's coming to dinner. And do you know what the big clue is? The Bernie Mac Ashton Kutcher remake. Guess who? You know, it's a remake oh, of that movie. Go. Guess who's coming no, to that dinner? That is a good way to remember it. Okay. Thank you. That's my, that's my, sure. that's my cheat. You know what I found? No, comparisons, to yeah. that, comparisons to meet the parents where you've got these weird, wacky situations. Things are going terribly wrong. You've got angry parents. It's like they wanted to kind of do that movie. But then with all this dark, twisted, like uncomfortableness to it with like the racial stuff and the culture. And it's like, oh, and the strip clubs and, like, and the drugs and and all of that. So it is, you know, it is quite heavy. But what, I'm, what I was going to say, what I'm, what I'm finding, even though it's not necessarily a romantic comedy, but I'm going to use American Pie as an example. It came out in '99. I was in high school. My point of reference, my into that film, wasn't Jim's dad. It was Jim. And that was my, you know, so you're watching it and it's like Jim and his mates and all of that. Watching this film, I'm not finding myself gravitating towards Jonah Hill. I'm more gravitating towards Akbar, like his future father-in-law. I mean, yes, I'm a big Eddie Murphy <laughs> fan, so I've already got that in. But being a parent, and of course I've not got adult kids, but I find myself being a lot more interested in these types of films, romantic comedies where families are involved. The couple are always the main characters. But I was finding myself enjoying the supporting characters a lot more. And do you know what? When you got, because quite a few actors do come in and out of this, like Anthony Anderson has got a scene, he's in the Blackish TV show, and there's various other people that come in and out, but one in particular. Mike Epps as Uncle EJ. When you've got Eddie Murphy and Mike Epps together, I'm like, yes, let's stay on them for a while longer. I was enjoying that. I was enjoying their relationship, that dynamic. I mean, granted, he was able to get through to Akbar on a different level to his daughter and um, as Ezra could do. I was enjoying Eddie Murphy more there as well. When he's interacting with Julie Louis-Dreyfus as Shelley, Ezra's mum, we're getting some good Eddie Murphy there. I feel like I definitely went into this film wanting Eddie Murphy. So like every time I got a chance. Those those things that you've highlighted, the positives there, like, yes, they're great, but there's very very little of it. And a lot of what we are getting from Eddie Murphy, like we're watching this in quotations, I'm doing the finger thing, this romantic comedy with Eddie Murphy as one of the major characters not being funny. No, we're talking subjective stuff, but like he's not doing what he normally does. Fine. He's not doing, there are some, there are some humorous situations that he's in or some exchanges of dialogue, but essentially like he is playing a very straight, serious, 
dry character and it's like do i ever want to see that in eddie murphy and we always talk often about comedians doing serious roles and how sometimes when they become a dramatic actor it's like wow like they can you know there's something wholesome about it there's something powerful there i really wasn't getting that from eddie murphy so what i was getting was just this very dry antagonistic character you found yourself relating to that character maybe it's the fact that you've got daughters not of teenage age yet or adults but you know they are getting older and and maybe you're feeling like okay look i can understand being that protective of them i just found like just watching eddie murphy i'm like i I find no joy watching you man except for the very few scenes where he could you know cut loose a little bit you know the scenes with his brother or the scenes it it does it does there's at least two scenes and i reckon one is with my caps and the other one is with uh Louis Dreyfus, where you you do it's almost like you're seeing Eddie Murphy, you're not seeing Akbar. There's a couple of moments where it's kind of like he drops his guard down and he laughs a little bit. And I and I felt it was more Eddie Murphy because it was so against the character that he he was playing. It was just a little bit funny. In fact, one of them is in the very in the very end, at least during the dance bit. So maybe that's where he was able to relax a little well, that, bit. Well, that you know, that's completely that's completely different because that's when everything's yeah. all resolved. That was, everything's um, learned. That was that was fun, but I I don't know. I mean, I went into this wanting to see Eddie Murphy. I mean, even though he's on the poster, sat side by side with Jonah Hill, I knew it was Jonah Hill's movie, and you know, but I still thought, oh, cool. I mean, you, you clearly wanted to see a lot of Eddie Murphy. I mean, it's the majority of what you've spoken about so far <laughs> is Eddie Murphy related. But look, no, you're right. Like Jonah Hill and um, uh, Lauren London, like. They are the leads. They're the they're the couple. You know, like we get to see them meet, fall in love, exchange some you know cutesy moments and stuff, um, and then eventually like lead to trying to get married. You can try, mate. That third um, act, that third act, like just the shake up. So the whole thing, and and on that, their chemistry I thought was fantastic. Like they dem- generally bought yeah. their relationship, but again, it's this patchwork of a movie around them where it's, it's never one thing it's yes. moving around the place but what the, a thing to happen where they they're not together anymore what a risk yeah for akbar again and, this is like how his mom my my journey my journey in this movie because like a lot of their scenes and much like a lot of like you know comedies from the last like 10 15 years where it's like you can tell like a lot of it was just improvised and maybe they've taken, you know, like the longest take into the scene. It could have been trimmed. That's what you're getting a lot of these like scenes, like they're almost like sketches, but a lot of scenes with them too, the romantic elements of this movie where they're falling in love, getting to know each other, you know, like trying to make things happen. It's like, they're quite delightful. They're quite nice. I haven't seen, I'm not familiar with Lauren London in, anything else i looked her up after because i'm like she seems so familiar but i just don't know her from the again that didn't answer anything for me uh, she seems quite delightful so it was like okay cool like i kind of want to see her in more stuff because she won me over the chemistry between them two it was working and there were some funny moments with jonah hill kind of just being this smart ass little cheeky fella that you know is just trying to put a smile on you know his fiance's face like and they're good moments but like you said there's just so much stuff around it 
that, but that ending though that, that ending all yeah. family and friends were just when, in there waiting for them what if they decided yeah no we, we separated and we're going oh, to stay separated very, I mean. <laughs> like before like just to backtrack when you mentioned like where everything sort of fell apart there were some really great things because i got to the point where like it was so you know like they were getting to their wedding and i was like oh like i got to the point where i think i decided like i don't think i really like this movie but then it followed with these scenes of um oh what is i should call it a mirror you know like calling uh calling shelly out for the way she's been and just like scenes like that like how they were written and what the like the dialogue exchange i'm like cool this is powerful stuff and this is her speaking you know it's sort of like it's sort of like every, the movie sort of crescendos in. It's like, okay, cool. This is things blowing up. And this is, and again, you've got Ezra standing up to Akbar and basically being like, look, I'm here just trying to do the best I can with your daughter and, you know, like treat her the best. But clearly this isn't going to work because you've pushed me so far that I'm, I'm giving up. And, and it, is a, it is a dark point in the movie for it to sort of flat, but suddenly I was reinvested again. And this is, again, that tug back and forth. Yeah. Ooh, but you're right. When you get to the very end where it's sort of like, oh, everything's wrapped up in a nice little little bow. They've been separated for three months or something. And then it's like, oh, look, we've presented you with a wedding. Um, no, they need to have a conversation and have... But no, they, they just get married. And then in, in, a, in a film, Ridiculous. like... <laughs> in a film that's got so many heavy conversations and opinions... And then it just gets wrapped up in in a big bow. And to be honest, like this movie is just short of two hours. Like it's not like a quick, it's long, 90-minute movie. So you do feel the length at times. You know, the character of Ezra. He, you know, he's like he comes across a bit of a cool guy at times who is embarrassed by his mum. And it and it it's the same joke over and over. And granted, like yes. it's pretty extreme where Shelley is saying a lot of inappropriate things. And then it's almost like Ezra is trying to shut her up and he's apologizing for her. And then when she's not there and then he's then having conversations with people, not to the same extent as his mum, but then he's also putting his foot in his mouth as well. So it's kind of like, I don't know. And that kind of went around and around. No, that's exactly times. it. I felt like, but I think it was like an hour into the movie and I was like, I feel like we're just going through the same scene. It's just a slightly different setting or it's between different characters, but the same, it's the same sort of setup problem and then outcome of each scene was like the same. It was like, we're in this awkward situation. Someone said the wrong thing and then it's escalated. And then it leads into the next scene where it's like they have to deal with the consequence of what the previous scene was. Yeah. But then it's like, cool, the characters are then interacting again. Someone says they're wrong. And it kind of it's like almost like the it's the same, it's the same joke. It is. Keeps going yeah. round and around. Yeah. You know, I wonder. Yeah, and I just felt that was that just, yeah. And that made the length of the movie feel like it was much longer than yeah it, it did it did feel <laughs> long i wonder when they approached david Duchovny and said well you get to sit down you get to sit down for a lot of the movie and we've got this mm. one exhibit joke that you'll get to use quite a few times so how do you feel about doing that <laughs> so like that's it the, the whole thing cool. <laughs> comes up a lot i mean it's pretty funny i guess when he's on the piano and <laughs> he's he's doing he's doing the song he did make mention 
read an interview with him that was it X Files? I want to believe one of the X Files movies. Apparently, Exhibit was actually in it. Not true. And Dukovny purposely didn't mention it because he liked the script as it was, and he didn't want them changing the changing the references if he said he had that connection. If we look at other connections as well, Jonah Hill in this movie wearing an Ice Cube T-shirt worked alongside oh, Ice Cube in the Jump Street movies. Yeah, so sure. um, there's that going on there. Um, <laughs> oh what else what else what else it's just i don't know as a whole it just doesn't fit like it's, it either just... wants to do a by the numbers romantic comedy or it wants to say something ah oh, i don't know and it just Tonally, it doesn't always work. And then you've got funny man, Eddie Murphy. I'm bringing him up again. And he's just, for the most part, just been dry. And Sometimes, but like, you know, again, like when they are trying to, you know, there are moments dedicated to the movie's trying to say something, which is fine. Like a lot of it is very heavy handed and like it, it borderline sets characters up to be stereotypical in a way when you're approaching how it's almost like i mean on the premise it's like they really do hone in on the fact it's like okay we've got a white again in quotations privileged jewish family you know quite well off all that kind of stuff history of just like you know wealth and prosperity all that kind of stuff versus the the black muslim maybe not so well off, I don't know, like family. And it's sort of, it just pucks anyone. I mean, like the like one scene in particular, you've got Jonah Hill playing the white man, you know, like he's in a position where he's saying, look, he likes this one song, you know, like the That Shit's Cray song, the the Paradise, or the the, the Paris song, as I'll say. I won't, I won't say the actual name of the song. But um, I mean, all he's trying to say is I dig this song. Like, I like the sound of it, like the beat, it's good to dance to, it's a cool song, but he gets so trapped in this thing of feeling like he, need his, he needs to an, analyze, and the movie's saying that because he doesn't understand the lyrics or what the song is trying to say, he's not allowed to enjoy that music. And it's that kind of message throughout the film that it's like, because you as a white person don't understand this, or vice versa, you as a, as a black Muslim character, don't understand this therefore you can't enjoy it or experience it or share that obviously the movie wraps up in a positive note but the journey throughout is just like it's heavy-handed and it's like ah oh, like i get the message but you're honing it in and then to top that off when you get the comedy elements to i guess what they're trying to do is balance it out it's like some of the comedy is situational grounded realistic and then you've just got goofy moments really crazy they introduced that that character who's like the wedding planner and it's like he's a cartoon character mm, yeah. and it's like you don't fit within this like what what is this why have we sidetracked to like a different tone like how's this and then you've got the character the other character our main characters reacting or responding to him as if it's normal it's not like they're going, okay, this guy's a crazy person. Like they're like, no, this is perfectly fine and not. It's a 
it's just so messy. It's so messy and disjointed. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely getting a different Jonah Hill now to what we did when he was doing the Judd Apatow comedies. And obviously, he's you know he did those Jump Street films, which is probably more in line with an Apatow film. But, you know, he's doing dramas and he does good films. Like He's a really good actor. But I just feel like since he's gone and done a lot of more serious roles, this is the first like proper comedy he's come back to do. Like years and years ago, he did that Fox movie, The Sitter, which again, more of like an R-rated, standard, raunchy comedy. So this is definitely a different thing. Um yeah. Okay. Uh, I think we're there. I think we can officially <laughs> we can we can yep. rate this movie. So, <laughs> if you're going to rate this film out of five, it's actually tricky to land on a number because of again the experience I had watching it. There's quite a few things to like and enjoy, and at the same time, I was constantly being tugged in the opposite direction of no, this is quite painful to sit through and uncomfortable. And I don't think it comes down to my level of maturity. I can I can process, you know, like mature content and, you know, like things that are being told or discussed. It's great. The way this movie approaches it, though, I think just like mishandled. I, I don't think this, this movie doesn't have an identity. It really doesn't know what it wants to be. I think it needed it just needed a bit of work in terms of blending the genres and and I guess just finding a more like synced tone and this movie doesn't have it and because of that a lot of it falls apart so even though we've got some good elements especially on the romantic storyline comedy side of things a lot of the comedy doesn't land or feel right because of all the rest of the movie and then when you get the the messaging it all just kind of, it all just seems kind of preachy, which is unfortunate because, like, it's a, it's a very important thing to to be talking about, and we should be having these discussions and exploring these kinds of things. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think a more simpler approach to it really could have had a bigger impact when it came to the more outrageous stuff. So like when, when things actually blew up, you know, when characters responded and was like, no, this isn't on. I think just being more subtle about it leading up to that would have knocked it out of the park better. So look, I'll, I'll probably be pretty harsh here and say just because I feel like it's such a two out of five, probably <laughs> lower than I thought I was going to come in with. But if anyone was to say to me, hey, should I watch this movie? I'm going to say... No, don't, don't. Yeah, so and true. even if they'd follow up with, but I really like Eddie Murphy, do you think I should watch it? Still oh, no. Well, well, no. no <laughs> Still no. no. Like if you hadn't watched it and then you said, look, and I know how much you love Eddie Murphy and you're like, should I? I'd be like, mm, nah. And that's without knowing, obviously, how you feel about this movie. But I'd be like, no, look, it's yeah, not oh, I, I could be completely wrong. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you too. Out of five, you. I'm gonna copy what you said. Pretty much for the reasons that you, you gave, <laughs> it's uh, too long. It was overly long. Um, there's moments where it did work, whether it's the social commentary or the humor. Like, there's generally funny moments in it. Um, Jonah Hill, like you know, 
is consistently good in this. Uh, Lauren London, she's really good in this. They work as a couple. Ezra reacting to his mum, reacting to Akbar. You know, there's it does. You're watching it in parts and looking at things. Oh, that works. That works, and this is working. But on the whole, there was times where I was losing interest. It was ah, oh, I just yeah. It's a two, two out of five, which is unfortunate because I was looking forward to this one again, Eddie Murphy. But hey, Beverly Hills got four coming to Netflix <laughs> at some point, so there's um, there's still hope. <laughs> Hey, Eddie Murphy's oh, been talking about, he's been saying, you know, following the success of that new Puss in Boots movie, like, hey, where's where's Donkey's spin-off? So, like, maybe, you know. Maybe, maybe I've heard, I've heard that movie. as well. I've heard that as well. And and he's obviously just said that. Somebody's set him up. But anyway, and he's just. I'm all for it. Hey, do you know well. what? Puss in Boots, The Last <laughs> Wish. I am hearing. Oh, fantastic. So, have you seen it? Have you not watched it? No, not yet. No. Well, well, is it still on the cinemas? It had a theatrical release, and I think I missed it. So I'm just, I'm waiting, essentially. Yeah, no, it's still, I think it's still out. Is it still out? It was a few I, weeks ago that I'd seen it, but. Oh, I do, honestly, I, I really want to say it. I've heard such good things. You know, people saying things like it's the best uh, animated kids movie since Mitchell's versus the Machines, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. I've, I've just been hearing it been talked about up there with with those movies like yeah i'm i'm looking forward to it but i'm going to watch it with my kids but i reckon it's going to be streaming at home so disappointed that like, we did get an invite to i think it was like the perth premiere like before christmas <laughs> just couldn't go yeah. anyway what's going on pussy boots let's um let's wrap up this new people <laughs> review where, with a bit of trivia when jonah hill's character quits his boss's computer screen shows an article titled In Wakanda, They Don't Pay Taxes, Why Should You? And of course, Wakanda is the fictional Africa country in Black Panther and all the other films in the MCU and Marvel comic book universe. There you go. That's a bit fun, isn't it? They got Wakanda in there. I didn't notice it when watching the movie, if I'm honest. Uh, good old IMD. Are you sure it's in there? I missed that as well. So. I mean, according to IMDb, so let's uh, let's consider that <laughs> accurate. <laughs> well, True. that's it for our review of You People. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. What do you mean, listeners just like you? <laughs> we are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film's Due Podcast. I literally thought I misread it. Anyway, and we also have our <laughs> companion shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, we recently reviewed uh, Megan and the Pale Blue Eye, and we've recently put out our special episode looking at Chapter 1 of the new DCU. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon. <laughs>